we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 152 weeks into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? How was your weekend? Healthy and alive. Uh, good weekend. Uh, it's nice to be able to kick back and just kind of not have uh, the politics of the day or the uh, insanity of the day uh, in your forefront of thinking. Uh, in fact, I... Uh, totally forgot even the the Super Bowl was on this weekend until after it was over and then I checked it out and had a good chuckle because they were complaining about it being rigged and all this kind of stuff and I was like what what else is new what isn't rigged in our society nowadays people were telling me before the Super Bowl even happened they said they were already hearing that it was going to be rigged anyway so it's it doesn't come as a surprise and I think in prep we were you know I'd referred you to uh the uh the case of the 1919 World Series with Arnold Rothstein where that was the first time where we had publicly known about a major sporting event in the U.S. being fixed. And the guy actually did some jail time for it. But no, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I didn't. I, honestly, I didn't even care. I haven't watched it in years. I, I don't have any desire whatsoever. How do I say this? I used to be a sports guy. You know, I mean, I, I played baseball for, for many, many years, a long time. And so I was a fan of the game, not the politics of it, but the game. And as a result, you know, I, I never really got into like all the statistics and all that stuff. I don't really care about that stuff because baseball, man, you can get lost in statistics with that stuff. I never got into that side of it. Just watching the game, just watching baseball being played was always it was always, you know, a therapeutic thing for me. And, and playing it was the same thing. It was always a, a therapeutic thing for me. And, and I just I love the game. And when all of this hysteria and all this this uh, craziness, you know, our, our world got upended, our lives changed irrevocably. I thought to myself, why? Why waste time anymore? And I understand that it was a waste of time before, but we didn't have the circumstances before that we do now. I, I don't see the point of putting in effort and time into something that is strictly there for entertainment purposes when... We could take that energy that you see at these these sports venues. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's European football, which is soccer, what we call soccer in the U.S. I don't I don't care if it's uh, if it's British uh, rugby or, or cricket or uh, or American football or, or whatever uh, baseball. I don't care. Pick your sport, basketball, any of this stuff. If we would take one percent, just one percent of that energy that you find at these bread and circuses, because that's what they are. These modern day gladiatorial arena games, the Coliseum, 
if we would take just 1% of that energy and channel it to actually fighting for a better life for ourselves and for future generations, do you know how much of a change agent that could be? If that were the case, then, man, let's watch some football. I'll go to the game with you. Yeah, I'll buy the tickets. I'll buy the popcorn. I don't care. Let's throw these disgusting people like Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and the rest of these idiots off of our backs, and then let's go watch some football. But until then, I don't care. That's my standpoint on it. I mean, I don't know if you feel any different. I'm sure you feel the same, but I I just, uh, I don't see the similar. point now. I don't see the point now, to be fair, considering where we are. Uh, so I started kind of taking an interest in football and hockey and that kind of stuff back before the BLM and before it really started going woke. But back when Colin Kaepernick started doing the kneeling and that kind of started trending and then we got into the BLM and everything, I just completely lost interest. It was I'm not much of a sports guy myself. I was kind of getting into it. And now I'm just like, I don't I don't, I don't care. You're, you're bringing the woke agendas in and you're bringing in the um, uh, political nonsense. Uh, no. Uh, so my opinion is when it when it comes to the sporting events, they're strictly for entertainment. It's not for you to push your uh, ideology or your politics or any of that kind of stuff. But then when we get out of the, uh, you know, off the field or out of the stadium or what have you, and you're, you're in everyday life, you need to be out there uh, fighting for those principles and everything. The uh, sports, in my opinion, is kind of a way for both both sides of the aisle to set aside their differences for for the moment and just vibe, if you will, to use a modern day term, just to chill. And it used to be that it used to be didn't matter if you were Democrat, didn't matter if you were Republican, didn't matter if you're a socialist, even um, we could all sit down and enjoy uh, watching a ball, uh, you know, watching a ball game, be it basketball, baseball, football, whatever. Nowadays, that's not the case anymore. I have no interest anymore with, with trying to get engaged in sports. And I have many family members that are into sports, especially uh, college level, because, you know, there's kind of the rivalry uh, between uh, schools and states and whatnot. So even even in our own state, we have two universities that, you know, the rivalry between the uh, uh, OU and OSU. Uh, so uh, but I, I just I, I don't care anymore. You did say that there were some highlights that you ran across and uh, you say that it looked like it was a rigged game. I don't want to delve too deep into it, but just to kind of highlight the fact that it is a joke. Again, I, I don't even see the point of, of even sitting here discussing it. I mean, apart from the fact that where we are politically, and I, I made my, my opinion clear on the matter, at least for me, I can't speak for anybody else, of course. I mean, if you like football, I got nothing against that. You go ahead. But I, again, I think, frankly, we've got other more important things to deal with. But apart from that, even if you just take that aspect out of it, how can you support an organization that forces their players to undergo experimental medical treatments against their will in order to keep their livelihood? How can you support that? How can you support a, a, an organization, whether that's the upper brass, you know, like the MLB commission, the NFL commission, any, any of these people like the commissioners, any of that stuff. How can you support not only that, but the organizations, the franchises themselves saying you can't come into our facility unless you undergo an experimental medical treatment? How can you support that? Even today, if you take if you take the the aspect of of where we are geopolitically and, and politically in our own countries, if you take that aspect out of it, how can you support organizations that do that to not only their players, but their fans? If you held that standard for all people you do business with, you're going to struggle to find anyone that didn't do that, uh, to be fair. Well, maybe it's time to change. Like I said, we do need a great reset. 
I do agree with Klaus Schwab on that. We just have two different opinions of what that is. Real quick, to answer your question about the, um, before we move away from it, the rigging of the game. There was a lot of people claiming it was rigged. I didn't watch the entire game to say one way or the other that it was rigged. I only seen the last like three minutes of the game where it was a bad call. Um, it definitely was a bad call on the ref's part. And it didn't, it didn't, it did end up uh, changing the outcome of the game. But like I said, I didn't see the rest of the game to say, okay, it was one sided. You know, the, there was calls that they didn't call. And I, I, I don't know. I didn't see any of that. I just know that people that were watching it on Twitter, they, there was a lot of upheaval that it was rigged. It was trending for many hours last night. Um, it was rigged. So. And there's no way that the officials could have had any money down on that game, is there? That would have affected their judgment. Uh, there was there was one that was going around of um, one of the uh, refs was asked uh, while he was on the field uh, if he had any money down on Mahomes, and uh, the ref just kind of laughed, and yeah, he did. It looked like he did. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, you got anything else on the Super Bowl other than that? I'd I'd like to uh, I'd like to move on because again, I just yeah. I don't care. I, I'm glad that the football yeah. season is over. Now, can we stop talking about it and focus on more important things? No, no, because now you got the preseason games. Now you get or the postseason games. You know, any anything they yeah, do there. You got baseball you training got, starting now, and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, you got auto racing yeah, I, getting ready to start, yeah. or has already. I think NASCAR is getting ready to start. You know what NASCAR is? Again, making a comparison to the Roman Empire. You know what NASCAR is? That's chariot races. If you didn't know, it's modern mm-hmm. day chariot races. That's what it is. Uh, you know, like I said, I actually liked motocross personally. I wasn't too much into NASCAR, but I like motocross. You know, and, and again, I I didn't have a problem. I, I mean, I, I still don't have a problem with uh, with auto racing. You know, I don't have a problem with that. I think uh, I, I think it's quite a skill to do that. I was a fan of um, uh, wasn't a nat, wasn't real big into the NASCAR thing. I mean, obviously, that's the biggest spectator sport in the world, I think. And I know that there's a uh, there's a huge audience and a huge following for it. And I, and I get it. I understand. Uh, but I was more into like the open wheel stuff, you know, like the IndyCar, you know, Indy 500 stuff. I was into the, uh, uh, the Formula One stuff because that that to me. Now, don't get me wrong. You get like stock cars and stuff slamming each other around. I mean, that, that, you know, you could argue that's that's racing. You know, I mean, that's that's the roots of it. Yeah. That's that's where it comes from. But if you're in an open wheel car and you touch at 200 miles an hour, <laughs> um, there's not a whole lot that you're going to be able to do as a driver. Mm-hmm. So it requires a little bit more skill, I guess. And I'm not saying the people that are driving stock cars are unskilled, but. I mean, you got to have a very high level of skill, no matter how bad of a driver you are, I guess. To be the worst guy in the in the league, you've got to be phenomenal anyway. So, yeah, there was I forget what it was called, but there was a type of uh, racing that a family member did. And I forget what it was called, but these things were souped up cars uh, that they would race them up the side of a mountain gravel road. And we're, we're talking hairpin curves going 80 mile an hour up the side of a mountain. And I forget what those were called. Is it like rally, rally cross or something? Like world rally championship? It's kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do that in the U.S. The the Europeans do that. Uh, the, the world rally championship. They just kind of, you know, they, they drive the, the cars around the dirt roads and they like they do like controlled slides around, you know, in the middle of the woods somewhere. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like that. But that's 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 too flat for what they were doing. We're, we're talking they're going hundreds of feet up if not thousands of feet up the side of a mountain literally um and well, they're, get, they're 
racing. You just get bored the out there in the Rockies, the time, don't you? You get really bored out yeah. there in the Rockies, don't you? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. It, it, it's it's a timed race, though. It's not you're not racing other. Uh, you know, there's not multiple contestants on the field at once. It's only the one, and you're racing times, not each other directly. Mm-hmm. So, but that was uh really dangerous uh if you obviously miscalculated a turn you're going off the side of the cliff but uh like i said yeah i enjoy a bunch of sports but nowadays that that's kind of that's kind of died off because of uh how woke everything's been and how we have other more important things to uh look at like uh i don't know these ufos (laughs) the ufos that the that our government is saying is out there now yeah, and with that, I suppose let's uh, let's jump over to it. Um, are you are you buying any of this? Because I most certainly, most assuredly, I am not. I've had enough time to look over it over the last few days uh, with everything that they've that they've said with it. Uh, I'm not convinced at all. And when when you see the usual talking heads from heads of state that are out there saying the same thing again, this is again this is just the current thing. That's all it is. They're doing the same exact thing as they did with COVID. They're doing the same exact thing as they did with or as they're still continuing to do with the Ukraine situation with Russia. Now they're doing the same thing here. But before I get into that, Bruce, did you know that that's our fault? What, the Russia-Ukraine situation? Or no, the... no, 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 no. See, the balloons. balloons. No, the balloons. The balloons, uh, the balloons are balloons. our fault. Yeah, the balloons are our fault. Uh, okay. China is saying that the U.S. is sending balloons to them. It's not yeah. the other way around. <laughs> Right. Um, I, I, show of hands, how many people are working at a factory that's manufacturing balloons? In, oh, that's right. We barely have any factories here in the U.S. to begin with. So, yeah, we're, we're totally manufacturing balloons and sending them over to China. Yeah, because we don't have better things to do with our money. We're, we're, we're sending over and where balloons. Would we have to, like what those things would have to pass over Europe in order to get there. You, you can't send them back the other way. You can't send them across the Pacific because the wind would carry them in the opposite direction. So they would have to they would have to circumnavigate the globe 75 percent before they even got there. Yeah. uh, Why not? uh, Why not use a different technology that we have called satellites and just look at everything through a satellite? The the kind of um, precision you have on those things now and, and clarity on satellites now. Yeah, there's no reason to use a balloon. You can read a license plate. Obviously, if you lay it flat, you can read a license plate from those things, our surveillance yeah. satellites. That's how good they are. Yeah. The argument as well saying, oh, these these uh, were listening into cell phone calls and all of that kind of stuff. You can already do that from an office desk here in the U.S. and listen to anybody around the... It's already a thing. The NSA, when you're working there, it's kind of a joke, but... You're deciding on whether you want to listen to the bad guy on his cell phone or your girlfriend who think who you think is cheating on you. That's literally like that's that's the kind of decision you have, the the, the kind of power you have at your fingertips with a it, no. This stuff is not secure and it, it's super easy to listen to. Uh, so it, it, you don't need a a balloon flying at forty some thousand feet to to listen in. This is something else. This is something else. So the United States closed its airspace over the, well, actually Canada closed its airspace over the Yukon yesterday. The U.S. closed its airspace over parts of Lake Michigan. You notice that they shoot these unidentified flying objects. I I hate that term. That doesn't mean little green space aliens, for God's sake. 
That just means that you don't know what's there. There's something there, but you don't know what it is. It's something that's not emitting a transponder code. That's all that means. But they're they're using that terminology because they know that the public is going to associate that with whatever, and they're going to be down there at Walmart stabbing each other over packs of toilet paper again. So, well, <laughs> why, why don't it? They, yeah, they've already laid the groundwork. So why why don't yeah. you just tell people? I, I'm so sick of this this talk around from these idiots that are standing up there in these these clean press suits. I'm sick of it. You people are buffoons that they've got standing up there. I, I don't know who picks these people to stand up there and and be as stupid as they are. Who does that? Like Kirby, th- this guy, th- this moron. Somebody asked him a question about one of the uh, uh, the the whatever one of the objects or something. And he was about to leave. And he says, oh, no, wait, I have it right here. And he reads from the script. He reads from the script that was prepared for him. Then he walks out. Then I saw Castro's son, Justin Trudeau. Then I saw him come out and say this. Yesterday, NORAD confirmed um, that an unidentified object uh, entered unlawfully Canadian airspace. It's a balloon. Uh, it represented a reasonable threat to civilian aircraft. Uh, so I give the order to take it down. Uh, Canadian and American fighter jets were scrambled uh, and an American F-22 successfully shot down the object. Uh, Recovery teams are on the ground um, looking to uh, find and analyze the object. So you notice that he, who we believe is fully on board with communist Chinese, sold out, already surrendered the country of Canada to them. He pushed the blame off onto us because he didn't want to be the one that shot it down or giving the order to shoot it down to American fighters. So he called us to go in and shoot it down. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys up there in in the great north, you've got fighter jets. You could have shot it down yourself. Not saying that we're not good neighbors to each other. I mean, obviously, but again, that uh, both were scrambled in Canadian and American. So yeah, but we shot it down. Yeah, but we shot it down. Well, I mean, uh, let's be fair. If you're Canada, why not let why not let the Americans spend a million dollars on a missile? Yeah, of course. In, instead yeah. of us, yeah, why not? Be fair. Yeah. Then it's again with this 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 unidentified object. What? Why? It's a talking point. That's all it is. It's a talking point to instill fear. And guess what? The prime minister, the unelected prime minister of the United Kingdom today said the RAF, the Royal Air Force, for those that are unaware, the Royal Air Force stands ready to shoot down any unidentified objects or balloons. At least he said balloons. Why don't you just say balloons? Why don't you why don't you do that? Why don't you say that China is sending balloons and surveillance blimps over? Why don't you just say that? What's what's the big deal? That part remains a mystery. It, it's possible. It is technically a balloon. Uh, the ones that we've seen, at least. It's possible that they, I can make an argument to say we don't know what the balloons are capable of, like because every single time that they shoot these things down, they're shooting the equipment, not the balloon. And so we don't it, actually know what what it's capable of. Yeah. And they're shooting it down over areas that are over water or very remote. And it's, so when I say very remote, the Yukon in Canada, you're not going to have Bob on his on his quad bike go back in there. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And now, supposedly on one of these, we did have one of our spy planes flying over it to determine what it was doing, what it was, you know, if it was gathering uh, any kind of signals or anything like cell phone stuff. And it, it was. 
uh, and then it was also transmitting it back to China. So it, it could just be they're they're seeing what they could skim, uh, what kind of you know defenses are are there. Yeah. Which oh, I think that's what they're doing is they're just yeah. I, I our response is yeah. That's 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 tends to be my. Of course, and I also believe that this is a beta test and a dry run for EMPs. I still stand by that. But you see, Bruce, again, this is not this is not this administration. You see, this administration is actually dealing with it. They're actually addressing the problem. Whereas you see, all this is Trump's fault. All of this is Trump's fault. Kirby said so himself. Listen. But we were able to determine that China has a high altitude balloon program for intelligence collection that's connected to the People's Liberation Army. It was operating during the previous administration, but they did not detect it. We detected it. Mm. We tracked it. And we have been Thank carefully God. studying it to learn as much as we can. We know that these PRC surveillance balloons have crossed over dozens of countries on multiple Stop reading a around script. the world. He's reading a script. Look at Including some of our closest allies and partners. We assessed that at this time, these balloons have provided limited additive capabilities to the PRC's other intelligence platforms used over the United States. But in the future, if the PRC continues to advance this technology, it certainly could become more valuable to them. Now, here's the question. What did they shoot down over Lake Huron? They shot something down over Lake Huron. You've got all the usual suspects out there. MSNBC, listen to this. A lot of questions about this object. This is just really developing in the last couple of minutes or so. And it comes, remember, as they were exploring potentially another object that Raiders got a hit on over Montana overnight, one that Senator John Tester, the Democrat from Montana, just today said they were still investigating. It's not clear whether this is the same object that perhaps moved across to the Michigan lakes uh, or if this is another object. This would mean it's the fourth one that the U.S. has shot down since about a week ago when they first shot down the Chinese surveillance balloon. And there really are more questions here than answers. Courtney Kuby and I are able to report that this object was shot down and that there does not appear to be collateral damage and that they do expect to recover this object, whatever it was. Because again, this is different from perhaps the first three that we saw. Chuck Schumer today, the Senate Majority Leader, saying uh, that he received a briefing from Jake Sullivan overnight, who said that these are all uh -huh. different objects than the first one, that Chinese surveillance balloon that spanned the size of two to three uh, buses big. These are all appearing different in shape and size. We don't know yet if this is has anything to do with the Chinese government or whether it is something else. So just a lot of things that we still don't know yet. But it's very clear that U.S. officials uh, in de defense and intelligence are zeroing in on these objects and trying to detect them at a much quicker pace. So that's all we know right now. We'll bring you. I'll tell you what this woman knows, and I'll tell you what that network knows. They know absolutely the square root of nothing. That's what they know. Uh, was that even a modern day report? Uh, based on her attire, I, I, I thought I teleported back into the 80s or something yeah, I was like that. Say, uh, you 1985 know, called lady. They want their, they yeah, want their yeah. outfit back. Yeah. But not only but, just her outfit, but those glasses, man. Jeez, yeah, those things are yeah, from the something, 70s. Something. So we're, you got all the usual suspects spinning all that stuff up. In the meantime, what's going on? You've got an excess mortality rate in America of 146%. That's the elephant in the room that they don't want to talk about, is that right there. You've got people dying all around you because of this jab campaign that they pushed. I thought we were in the middle of a pandemic with these people a few weeks ago. I thought we had new boosters we were rolling out. We've got a, a new uh, approvals by the FDA, which you've got something on that today. Oh, no. No, no, no. Now, look over here. Pay attention to this. I thought... We were going to be paying attention to the new Russian offensive. Isn't that what we were supposed to do? Oh, no, we got to pay attention to this now. It's just the next thing. 
So we've shot some things down over Lake Huron. You know, it's awfully deep up there in, in Lake Huron. It's a, it's a deep water lake there. Unfortunately, it's going to take some time to get whatever they shot down recovered from there due to the depth of the water. And this time of the year, it's it's very cold. So you're going to have to bring in special special divers to to get all that stuff recovered. So it's going to take some time. I'm again. I'm going to guess they're not going to recover anything. They're not going to recover anything. No, they're going to recover the uh, the square root of nothing again, just like what MSNBC knows. Does it seem like all of these same people are are carrying the agenda for the for the next thing here? She says we have more questions than answers. It's designed that way, lady. Do you know why? Because the people that you normally go to as a journalist, as confidential sources inside the government, they don't have any answers either. That's why you don't have anything to report. Have we ruled out extraterrestrials and aliens? That's the question. That's what you got to be asking yourself. I think that's ridiculous. But this is General Glenn Van Herc giving an answer on that. Hi, thanks, Pat. And thanks for doing this. This is for General Van Herc. Uh, Because you still haven't been able to tell us what these things are that we are shooting out of the sky, uh, that raises the question, um, have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials? terrestrials and if so why because that is what everyone is asking us right now and thanks for the question helene i'll, I'll let the intel community and the uh, counterintelligence community figure that out i haven't ruled out anything uh, at this point we continue to assess uh, every threat or potential threat unknown that approaches north america uh, with an attempt to identify it you see bruce they haven't ruled it out yeah, uh, I, I've pretty well ruled out uh, aliens. That that's um, we're not going to be shooting down alien tech because number one, it's no guarantee that we would even detect it. It could be it, if they're using exotic materials, uh, it may be completely immune, absorbent to radar. Uh, first of all, uh, second of all, uh, I I don't want to skip over this this little bit that they said there. They said that the Trump administration didn't detect these. I, uh-huh. I, I don't want to miss out on this because yeah. there's been multiple um, heads uh, like Pompeo and some of the others that have come out and said, um, no, this is BS. This was they they didn't do this under Trump because, number one, if they would have done it under Trump, it would have been shot down and they would have immediately had some kind of repercussions. But the um, current administration tried to. Um, brief give a briefing to the past administration to change history and uh yeah so no i I, yeah our um our defense secretary lloyd austin you know the guy who's triple vax boosted and doing the the fist bump on the tarmac wearing a face shield and then double masked by himself you know that guy Mm -hmm. he's just reported that Uh, Officially, this is the Pentagon's official statement. They say that, quote, no debris has been recovered from the three downed objects in Alaska, Canada or Lake Huron. If that is, in fact, um, just uh, okay. so the video we've seen of them shooting down the one balloon, the one over South Carolina, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. uh, You clearly see the missile hits the equipment under the balloon. Now, when you have a million dollar missile with multiple multiple pounds of high explosive smash into that not only is it at high velocity that it's at high altitude um they didn't actually say i I think they were saying it was the size of a a bus but when you look at it it looked like it was this yeah yeah, it when you when you looked at looked at it though it was the size of two buses because there was solar panels on it 
it, it so it was mostly like the actual equipment that they hit would probably be at the center of that cluster of uh solar panels so it was, solar panels are just going to shatter anyway uh, under the you know getting hit by high explosives um they're not going to find anything they're not going to there's not going to be any debris pieces they're going to be like yeah this is what it is it's going to end up being They'll find bits and pieces. They might find one that says made in China or something like that. And that's about all they're going to find. Defense Secretary Austin on the three objects that we downed. I want to be clear. The three objects taken down this weekend are very different from what we were talking about last week. We knew exactly what that was. A PRC surveillance balloon. And as we have said, we do not assess that the recent objects pose any direct threat to the people on the ground, and we will continue to focus on confirming their nature and purpose. But you don't have any line of comparison, sir. You just said it yourself. If I was to take this, like we take all the other statements out of the government, when they say, don't worry, it's not this, that means it is that. So they're saying it's UFO, right? It's a, uh, we, we don't know what it is, okay? They do know what it is. Um, and it's no threat to people on the ground. Which means it is. It is a threat to the people on the ground. Basically, everything out of the government lately has been the opposite. And here's the thing. As I said, you've got all the the leaders, quote, leaders. I use that term that term very loosely. You've got all these compromised puppets up there like Trudeau and Biden and, and Sunak and these guys. They're all saying the same thing, all of them, just like we saw under COVID. They're all saying the same thing, just like we saw with Ukraine and Russia. Again, it's the same talking points. But here's the thing. I was speaking to somebody this morning. And again, just one of my people that I speak to, one of my sources, one of my private sources, I'll just leave it at that. And this person has their own sources inside of certain bureaucracies. I'll just leave it at that. And they say that nobody knows what's going on. All of their people are saying they don't know what's going on. Everybody's talking. Of course they're talking. Everybody has their communication going as they always do. I mean, that's how information travels within the bureaucracy. It's always back channels and sources. That's it. But nobody has any concrete answers, just like the Russia agenda. Nobody has any concrete answers outside of whoever's in the administration. Nobody had any concrete answers. That, to me, when I hear that, that's a mark that this is staged. This whole thing is concocted for uh, for our entertainment value or, or something, whatever it is. And like I said, they need a distraction, but yet it's still not big enough. I was saying I was saying earlier in the week that they need another 9-11. This certainly is not it, unless unless my original theory holds true. If there's an EMP, it doesn't even have to be a full scale. Just limited in scope. Limited. I'm talking two or three of these things strategically placed throughout the country to hit major areas. That's all you need to create the kind of havoc and panic that they need. A grid down scenario in a limited fashion across the U.S. Just doing it to one city would be enough. You don't even have to do it. I mean, look what they've at done the in altitude Ohio. they're at it at 40,000 feet. They, they could probably hit uh, at least a state area, if not multiple states. Um Look at that what would this one—the trigger hysteria. Yeah, and look at what this one accident, which we'll talk about that next. Look at this one accident, and I use that term loosely, accident from this this train derailment in Ohio. You've affected uh, what five million people because of that, maybe more. The ecological uh, damage of this. I mean, all of that area that's affected. That's where I come from. That's my home area. I take that very personally, and so that's just one area with one 
with one aspect of damage. That's your water supply. But we're talking about two or three different areas around the country that will have no grid whatsoever. Anyhow, anything else on the balloon? Because that's what they are. The balloons, I agree. Um, I, I think it's uh, very much a risk to the people on the ground because it could be an EMP. There was also reports of one of their vessels were firing green lasers at um, one of the Coast Guards. Who was it? It was like... Um, yeah, I've actually got I've actually got video of that uh, the Chinese one of their satellites was throwing green lasers down at Hawaii last weekend. Yeah, that that's what like they were that. saying that the balloon was doing. They were concerned the balloon was doing that. That it could have been like a some kind of laser system on the balloon, um, which would be interesting. That it, you could hit potentially hit like the power grid with lasers. I mean, that that you know, or a nuclear plant. It's possible, You'd have to yeah. Get through a lot of concrete, but that, that one would possible. be tough. Yeah, I I had actually heard uh, from somebody that the these lasers were actually we we were having trouble using our lasers to lock on to these uh, the, these balloons. We were having issues with that. It's possible just because of if they're using like radar, for example. That yeah, it, it might actually be difficult to do because I don't think a balloon shows up on radar. Um, the equipment under the balloon would, but if you're trying to hit the balloon itself, you know, and the other thing is, is the green lasers, um, that's more, that's more of a danger to human beings than it is to equipment. Um, yes, you can, you can make a laser strong enough to punch through steel, but if you've seen the videos of those experiments that they've been doing in laboratories to punch through a, a, a you know, quarter inch of steel, you would also know that that's like hundreds of thousands of megawatts of power. It's not something that you're going to be able to smash into a, a, a balloon, uh, like, uh, you know, a 200 foot balloon. The amounts of batteries, uh, power generation, chemicals, stuff like that, you're not going to be able to. Well, we'll put it this way. For the laser systems that we have that are anti-missile systems that are able to punch through the outer skin on ballistic missiles, it requires a 747 filled with various chemicals to create a reaction to generate electricity. So uh, I'm not too concerned about it in the sense of them, uh, you know, hitting our power grid with a laser or a nuclear power plant. Uh, but the lasers could pose a threat to, let's say, like, let's say you hit it with a plane. You could potentially do damage to the aircraft or to the pilots on board and cause a plane to crash, as an example. And while they have you focused on that, they've basically nuked a town, more or less, in Ohio. Don't pay any attention to what's going on in Ohio. Don't pay any attention to the fact that we've literally just destroyed the drinking water for 5 million people because of our stupidity. Don't mind that. Don't mind the fact that hundreds of your food processing plants across the United States in the last 12 months have burned down due to unexplained circumstances. Don't mind the fact that your uh, your chicken farms, your chicken stock, never mind the fact that that is, has gone up in flames. Don't pay any attention to that. Never mind the fact that you're paying more now for basic necessities of living than you've ever paid before in your life. Don't mind that. Never mind the fact that it's going to go up even further. Never mind the fact that they're trying to replace your currency with a digital currency of which you will lose all of your rights and freedoms going forward. Never mind the fact that your neighbors, your family, your friends, they're all dying of heart failure and just about everything else you can imagine. Never mind the fact that cancer's off the charts. Never mind the fact that lockdowns have caused an entire generation 
to be warped through anxiety and depression and uncertainty. Never mind the fact that your children are being indoctrinated in the educational institutions. Never mind the fact that your churches have been turned into, what would you call it, Bruce? Houses of just blasphemy? I don't know how else to describe that. That's a laundry list of things that they don't want you to pay attention to. Instead, look over here. Look at this balloon. It's like a kid at a carnival, isn't it? It's what it seems like. And these people, like Joe Biden's like the ringmaster up there, just tapping his cane saying, step right up, step right up. It's ridiculous. This is what happened in Ohio, my home state of Ohio. Train derailed in East Palestine, and tonight we know more about the chemicals that were on the train. First News digital reporter Jen Rodriguez has been in the village today taking a closer look at what else was on that train. She has those details and much more in our top story tonight at 6. We now know three more chemicals that were on board the Norfolk Southern train that derailed here in East Palestine just over a week ago. And we're being told that some of those chemicals are dangerous. We basically nuked a town with chemicals so we could get a railroad open. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency sent a letter to Norfolk Southern stating that ethylene glycol monobutyl ether acrylate and isobutylene were also in the rail cars that were derailed, breached, or on fire. Cagiano says acrylate is especially worrisome. He says it's a carcinogen, and contact with it can cause burning and irritation in the skin and eyes. Breathing it in can irritate the nose, throat, and cause coughing and shortness of breath. Isobutylene is also known to cause dizziness and drowsiness when inhaled. I was kind of surprised that when they quickly told the people they can go back home, but then said if they feel like they want their uh, their homes tested, uh, they can have them tested. I, I would have far rather they did all the testing. Caggiano says it's possible some of these chemicals could still be present in homes and on objects until you clean them thoroughly. Oh, there's a lot of what ifs, and we're going to be looking at this thing 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line and wondering, gee, cancer clusters could pop up, you know, well water could go bad. Caggiano recommends anyone who's in the East Palestine area get a health checkup. He says get a record now of where your health stands so that moving forward you have documentation of any possibly related effects to the train derailment. Seems like it's good for your health, doesn't it, Bruce? Yeah. Um, some of the other chemicals that were on board uh, supposedly was uh, hydrogen chloride. Uh, no, hydrogen vinyl chloride. Vinyl chloride. N- n- no, it was hydrogen chloride. Was it was hydrogen chloride? Ones. Was another hydrogen chloride? Because uh, I remember reading that one and I was like, wait, that sounds awful familiar. Hydrogen chloride. Isn't that what turns into uh, acid? You know, um, when it binds hydrochloric with water acid. Molecules, yeah. And that's what happens when it gets exposed to our atmosphere. It binds with the water molecules in our atmosphere and turns into hydrochloric acid. So that's not a problem at all, right? You, no, you don't want to be no. breathing that stuff in. Well, not only that. I mean, you won't have the, any lungs the acid, the acid rain theory that they promoted in the 70s and early 80s. That's a that's a real possibility now, at least for the next rainstorm that comes through there. Uh-huh. It's possible. I have some footage here. I'm going to roll behind me, Bruce. This is a uh, this is a stream, just one stream coming out of uh, East Palestine, and it's pretty clear. This is just somebody that stopped on the side of the road to check out the. Uh, th- this is a you know a bridge, you know, a little overpass on a country road there. This is a you know a little stream that's coming out of the town there, uh, and you'll see what she's doing here in just a second. She'll get down in there, and they're finding. I mean, obviously, well, you know what that is, dead fish. Now, if the fish can't survive in that, then what makes you think you're going to be able to? What effect is that going to have on your health? They're finding dead fish 
and dead livestock up to 100 miles away already. East Palestine is, for those that don't know, that is the main aquifer that feeds into the Ohio River, one of them. That has a stretch that will go all the way down through West Virginia. That will affect most of the state of West Virginia, I might add. I mean, they've got the Kanawha River that runs through, that's their big main river that runs through West Virginia. But this will have an effect in the tri-state area. The, the, I, I, I don't even want to say tri-state area because you're not affecting just Ohio and Pennsylvania and West Virginia. You're affecting Kentucky, Tennessee. You're going down into Missouri where it empties into the Mississippi. Not knowing how concentrated those chemicals are, I don't know how much water it takes to dilute it. Uh, and I don't know how well they break down in water either or what they break down into in water. This could be a very short-lived incident, or this could be a very long-term, uh, you know, damage. I, I don't know with those chemicals. I'd have to do more research into that. But the EPA cleared it and said it was okay to do what they did because if they didn't destroy, I think it was like six of those tankers, if they didn't breach them, then those tankers would have uh, blown up and done a lot more damage, supposedly. So that's why they destroyed that area is so to keep it from. We're six to one, half fire. a dozen to the other. We've we've now destroyed the lives of millions, as opposed to. I, I mean, I, I'm not one of these. Um, you know, <laughs> let's um, the needs of the many. I, how does Marx put it? The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. I'm not going to go there. But rather than admit fault of what's happened here, they've passed the blame off onto everybody else, haven't they? Somebody's going to take the fall for yep. this. Somebody's going to. It's just a matter of how they're going to do their little backdoor horse trading to figure out who's going to take the fall. You know, I I wonder what's happened to um, what happened to those nitrogen bombs. I don't know if you recall seeing that there was some uh, startup companies that created these um, new style of fire extinguishers that were basically it was a bomb you throw into the fire and the fire would cause the container to burst and the container's full of liquid nitrogen. And when it's exposed to the atmosphere, the liquid nitrogen then turns into gas. The heat, uh, and uh, you know, also causes the liquid to rapidly turn to gas. When that happens, the nitrogen fills the air, and the fire can't get enough oxygen, so it puts the fire out. You know, when I was a kid, there was a chemical plant that was uh, at the end of town uh, where I lived. It's not there anymore. Uh, I mean, it, it is, but it's just run by skeleton crew now. But they don't do nearly the manufacturing they do now. But they had a lot of dealings with volatile chemicals like this. I mean, that's that's what a lot of river towns do. You know, we had manufacturing back in the day, back in the 80s and 90s. We actually had it. That was before the Clintons started to sell us out. That's before the big corporations started to get on board and move everything to China. But I know people that were working in that that area. You know, obviously, I mean, that's that's what supported that town. And I remember there was an accident at that plant at one point in time, and it was something similar to that. Thick black smoke, explosion. It was an actual worker error. Some checks that should have been done weren't done, and as a result, a couple of tanks blew up, and it caused a really big problem. Several people died because of it. But I recall that the fire crews from halfway around the state came down to try and help with that. But at the end of the day... I remember, I mean, I was very young, but at the end of the day, I remember it was the National Guard that they called in to help them extinguish this um, uh, this chemical fire because water just wasn't doing it. And it was a special kind of foam that they used to extinguish it. And it was out within, I, I want to say it was like two hours. It was out. It was done. Now, again, I don't know if it was the same kind of, the same exact chemical, but it was something similar to that, uh, that I know. 
because they deal in those types of volatile chemicals there. At least they used to. So that we couldn't foam, have done something foam. similar. Yeah, that foam they should have used. But if they didn't already have that on hand or weren't already using it, yeah, they, they should had have whatever. Been because I'm, they had whatever they had, whatever they had, whatever the National Guard, whatever the, the military had on stock, they used it and they were flying more in. It, it was probably what they have at the airfields for uh, aircraft fuel. When that stuff goes up, they use a fire retardant foam that uh, stifles the the. It, it, I think it like absorbs the oxygen or something in the area or or something to that effect, um, and and basically just suffocates the fire and puts it out. And being fire retardant anyway, it it the the foam itself doesn't ignite. Uh, that's kind of my rudimentary understanding of it. And so we couldn't have considered the same kind of an option here. We had to let it burn. Let it burn, man. Burn it all down, man. That's what we had to do with it. Well, I mean, in this case, we, not only did we let it burn, but we also uh, ruptured those tanks to drain them so they didn't burn instead of, I don't know, moving them or uh, putting out the fire, keeping those cool. I mean, uh, th there's many things we could have done instead of releasing a whole bunch of chemical. <laughs> I, I feel like, like you've is... gotten tankers in there to to transfer the the, the yeah. chemical to tankers yeah. and and drove the tankers out or something. I mean there's something there's so you many, could have done other so than many what they did. There's so many options that could have been taken here. Instead, this is what they did. I, I feel like this is and again, this is what they want you to ignore, I might add. They're not talking about this. This should be wall-to-wall -wall coverage across the U.S. because of how many people this is going to impact and how much of an ecological disaster this is going to be. But you're not hearing a damn thing about it because that would mean that they would have to admit accountability at that point. They would have to admit that they screwed up, but they're not going to tell you that because that would hurt their own credibility that they already don't have. So they're trying to give you some concocted bull about some damn balloon a balloon that's not even a balloon, according to them, that will make you say, oh, my God, we don't know what's happening up there in the sky. We need more government to help us when the exact opposite is true. As a matter of fact, I see no reason. I Like you, you want to talk about destroying and, and, and gaining credibility, any of these things? I see no reason to continue with these people at all. Do you? I mean, Bill Gates comes out and says, we really need to restore trust. Um, okay, I agree. We need to restore trust. Trust starts with you admitting what you have helped finance and create and release onto the world with your horrid vaccine programs. Let's start by putting you and every member of your foundation and the people that fund you in prison. Let's start with that. You want to restore trust? Let's start there. That's a great starting point. Yeah, then we can move on to the bureaucracies and have those emptied out of... Uh you know, all of um, the current leadership and put some kind of term limit in place. And I don't know, maybe make those elected positions now as well, <laughs> in my opinion. But um, it's it's interesting, all of this that went down. For example, the balloons. Here's my problem with the balloons. China says we've been doing it to them. Uh, my, my gut reaction is why would we be using a century old technology to spy on you? That would be my first thing. Uh, but then again, what reason do we have to believe our government? I think that's a good place to leave it, don't you? Time flies when you're having fun, buddy. It did. We're going to go ahead and jump out of here. We'll call this one done. Uh, join Bruce and I later on this week. We will be doing a uh, an updated refresher course, if you will, 
on crypto phones. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, how you can make your own encrypted device going forward that will help insulate you from unwanted intruders, I guess. We will be back tomorrow with Weston from Cutting Through the Matrix. And as for today, that will be it for us. Bruce, thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening.